Hey, it's Olivia at OMG Artistry, and this is a special recording, including nine of my friends, also educators and influencers in the industry, and we are going to be talking about a special subject today while we all talk together. Alicia, take it away. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, right now, I think it's important as we embark some changes in our industry, we connect more than ever as a community, and ultimately, our intention is to just talk to some of the industry's leaders and the people who have always had our backs and have provided communities and resources and places to help us through many things from anxiety to uh, dealing with um, anything really related to the industry. Um, we have some of the best here today. So before I start to introduce everyone, that's what we'll do. I just wanted to send a gratitude to each of the panelists here today. And I think most importantly, just like I said, um, these people are consistently um, online. They're socially present. They're at events. They are doing whatever they can to just always have your back. Um, they have our back for our industry and they always have. And so each one of them, I just want to truly thank you because sometimes, you know, you're, you're always there helping others and being the coaches and being there to be a voice and someone where people can lean to. Um, sometimes you don't have that, those people helping you as well. So I just want to say honestly like we're in this together and i thank you from the bottom of my heart because i feel like you have helped in so many ways and when we go through what we're going to go through a lot of people are going to lean on you so i just want to say that we love you we care about you and together we're going to get through anything um and then that leads me to the next thing um the whole intention of having this um having this webinar is not to instill fear it's not to put panic on anyone. We are gonna be completely fine. Everything is going to be fine. What we do together and how we handle things in the next steps is what's the most important. So I wanna make sure we have no fear mongering in this audience. Uh, you will be removed if there's anybody uh, making people feel scared or um, anything on here. But most importantly, I think what we need to do is send light and love to each other and just have an honest conversation about what is going on, what are we going to do to be prepared for, uh, what can we do at home to prepare for this um, thing, and what are we doing with our social distancing, and, and what's kind of next. So again, thank you so much for every single panelist that has taken their time today to be here to once again have our back for the industry, um, and to all of you participating in this and who has signed up and been a part of this with us. Uh, Thank you. Uh, it means a lot. And we're going to just consistently be here to do as much as we can to help everyone feel like they have everything they need to get to the next step. So with further ado, I'm going to start um, with introducing people. So the first one I'm going to introduce is Elizabeth Fay. I do have a little bit of bios on everyone, so I'm going to read off my phone. So Elizabeth, what doesn't she do? <laughs> Elizabeth is an expert colorist. She's an owner of her own uh, namesake salon in southern Utah. She is an educator having taught thousands of stylists across America, a proud color brand ambassador for Redken, and the mastermind behind Hair Love Retreat and the Hair Love Radio podcast. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us and being a part of the panel. Hi guys, I'm excited to be here. Perfect. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, next up, we've got Tony and Corey, our boys on the panel. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Great. How you doing? Awesome. Hey, you know hey I've been trying to social uh, socialing uh, 
distancing myself from Corey since high school. And it <laughs> this is this is why we love you this is why we love you um well you guys you all know tori and Corey from heritage so you will know them um, as your day off the podcast that's bringing you success stories of the hair industry um i want to add to that you guys are a fantastic voice and outlet for so many people and you know over the over really over the years watching you consistently build this platform has been super inspirational but most importantly you took action and you built a platform where people can talk about their stories including myself so i want to thank you so much for doing that and knowing that your community needs you now a lot i thank you for stepping up and being a part of this panel thank you very much thanks for having us we're, we're, we're honestly honored to be a uh... Well, to be the only boys in the room, but also to. Uh, <laughs> um, well, next up, we have Katie Whitledge. Um, Katie is an entrepreneur, a speaker, an author, and a podcaster as well. She Hello, is, everybody. <laughs> she is the creator and CEO of the super popular Beyond the Technique podcast. Uh, the award-winning marketing tool, Meet Your Stylist, and award-winning Be Inspired Salon, located in Madison, Wisconsin. So I just want to say, and Katie, it's so great to have you. You've been such a support for me over the last, especially week. <laughs> um, and most importantly, you provide so much value to our community. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Alicia. Glad to be here. Hey, everybody. Yeah. All right. Next up, Ambrosia Carey. Uh, she is a master hairstylist, salon owner, and leading educator based out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, Ambrosia is an award-winning colorist that works with leading brands such as Matrix, Olivia Garden, and Trust Professional in hair shows on stage and behind the scenes. So thanks so much for you being here, Ambrosia. I think uh, this is going to be fantastic to hear what you got to say today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Next, we have Dawn Bradley, another fellow Canadian. So, Canada. Canada. Um, Dawn Bradley, aka the Anxious Creative. Now, before I go into her bio too much, I'm sure all of us are feeling a little anxious. So, Dawn is going to be bringing it today, teaching us a lot of it about how to calm that mind and get focused. Um, and Dawn has been in the beauty industry for nearly two decades. I don't know how this is possible, but it's true. Um, you look beautiful. Thanks. It's night cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <a night> cream. <laughs> it's the maple syrup from Canada. Yeah, it's all pure maple syrup, 100%. Uh, <laughs> so, John hosts the Anxious Creative Podcast, helping others avoid the same obstacles she's experienced when she first set out on her own and has made it her mission to give businesses, uh, business owners, the power back to own their business rather than owning them. So, this is going to be perfect right now, and I'm, I'm so thankful for you to be here, Don. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Next up, we have Missy. Um, Missy Meganson, my girl. She is just such a sweetheart and has been so tremendous in our industry, and watching her grow over the last little while has been incredible. Um, Missy has 16 years of experience in the hair industry. She is the owner of Collab, Collab and Company Blow Dry Boutique, and studio and um, an industry business coach behind the chair she specializes in blonding and lived in hair painting when she's not behind the chair she is busy running the successful hairstylist business blog so you're a hairstylist 
Oh, you're good. Thank you. Can I have that when we're done? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Thanks I for really, having me. Well, it'll be recorded, so there oh, you perfect. go. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> um, thanks for being here as well. Uh, next up is Nina, Nina Tulio. I hope I said that right. I feel like I you did. There we go. Good. Yes. Um, Nina, Nina, Nina has been in the industry for 24 years. I don't know how this is possible. You don't look like you're old enough to be in the industry that long. You're just I'm using Dawn's cream, night cream. There we go. Well, then we're going to have to share that with everyone. It's my new exporting business. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, guys? Never telling us. Um, that's great. We're going to join this business and we're going to work together on it. Um, so Nina, uh, she's been a business consultant, educating and empowering salon owners and stylists worldwide. She started her consulting business, one and agency in 2016 after selling her salon of 11 successful years in business. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored to be here and really happy to um, just help ease the minds of everyone tuning in. So thank you so much for having me be a part of this. Well, honestly, thank you so much. You are going to be so incredibly helpful in this time. And we're here to support you as well through this. And together thank we you. will rise. Thanks. Um, next up, we have Olivia, Olivia Smalley. OMG, right? So the CEO OMG Artistry, a published celebrity hair and makeup artist and major social influencer in the salon and beauty industry. Olivia has years of experience in the business and is an expert at leveraging the power of media and PR to help a business grow. That's my girl. Yeah, I need that too. Yeah, please. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to have some of my friends on here because I haven't seen my friends in a few days and some new ones. So thank you so much for putting this together, babe. Well, thanks for everything you're doing. You're such a light. And again, I can't wait for what you're going to do to help others and give us all the tips we need socially. Perfect. And next we have Rochelle Golden. Hi. That's the girl. Hi. Um, wow. Good now. Good now we're all with our friends. So here we go. Rachel, uh, Rochelle, sorry, is a successful hairstylist, coach, and owner of House of Golden Salon in New Jersey. She specializes in both coloring techniques and business coaching through courses offered in her coaching business, the gold standard. Uh, Rochelle has also suffered a major loss with the fire that had result of her losing her business um, back in last year. And I think Rochelle has a, a beautiful comeback and she also is here to help support in this time as there's so much uncertainty, but she has a major opportunity here for you to listen to her story and help you through this time. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I really appreciate it. There we go. Well, you got people, yay, New Jersey. We're getting comments. Yes. You got some friends, <laughs> that's for sure. Love it. <laughs> Wonderful. So with that, I'm going to start to open it up for some conversation. And um, for anyone that is watching this right now, please um, put some questions aside. We are going to fill the, uh, go, open up for Q&A at the end of this. So we're going to go through the panel and kind of go through this discussion together. Um, and we're going to kind of lean on just three major kind of conversations and then um, each of the panelists kind of will have their uh, moment at the end to kind of just talk about their tips and um, thoughts through this process going forward. Perfect. So I'm just going to kind of pull this up here and here we go. 
So the first question, um, when we did a poll, we asked, um, we asked people what are the questions they want to hear. And the number one question that our industry is screaming for right now, it's a little controversial, uh, but the question is, should I close my salon um, or studio? That's Sasha? There we go. So I'm going to open that up to anybody um, to kind of take their moment to have a discussion around that and um, feel free to open the floor and have that conversation. Yeah, but I have to listen to this. Um, I, I, it's Elizabeth here. So I, okay, this is like such a <laughs> emotional big topic. Um, so I first want to say that I think it's really important. There's no judgment with this topic. There's so much, um, I mean, you hear everything from like, absolutely not like I need to pay my bills and you hear everything, you know, how dare you, you're ruining the world. And so this is such a a big topic and the truth is no one fucking has the answer except for whatever is put out by the cdc um government articles your county you're in your governors your state right and so i would say um those are obviously recommendations and mandates you should take seriously um but i would say outside of that this is a very personal decision that everyone is in a different boat Everyone has different sized teams. Everyone has different pay structures. Everyone lives in different towns. Um, everyone services different clients. Maybe they're taking care of elderly. Maybe they're not. Like someone said, we'll get fined. Well, then absolutely, you know, you have your answer. And so I think the best thing to do is to like not make this so complicated. Like for the most part, a lot of us have to do this. Um, and it's probably shortly behind that the rest of us will have to follow suit. Um, in the meantime, if you're in an area where you have a choice, um, then that is your personal decision. And I just think everyone needs to not have judgment and they just need to do what they can do best to work their way through it. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to actually piggyback on that because I think it is such um, an emotional time for us. And I, I shared this uh, yesterday on a few of my plat platforms and of course got a lot of love and support, but then of course got a little bit of kickback from it too because my stance is the same. We are all in different states. We're all doing different things within, you know, what's going on here in Los Angeles is different than obviously what is going on in maybe um, Nebraska, Kansas, Boston, you know, we're all at different levels of this. And so first and foremost, I think it's really important to be kind and be compassionate to where everyone is, uh, not speak any judgment because that is your decision, of course, following mandates and CDC. So you're always staying compliant. Um, but there, there has been a lot of judgment being passed and it's so uh, heartbreaking for me to see. And that's why I shared what I shared yesterday on my Instagram, because I think we have to really, truly stick together and support each other, whatever that decision is for you across the country, across the world, but really standing together and understanding that we are not functioning the same right now and we are all in uncharted territory and we really have to support each other instead of attack and come after each other and the biggest thing that you can do like elizabeth said is really follow your mandates and your cdc you can't be open if they're saying you can't be open um, but if you are open because you haven't been mandated actually as of yesterday only 18 states have been mandated to shut down um, if you are open be safe be cautious be kind, be compassionate, and um, really do what you feel is best at this time to keep yourself safe and your team safe and your clients safe as well. Yeah, I agree with everything. 
Nina said, and I think it, and I'll, I just think it should be a simple conversation. And I think like, stop the fucking Instagram scroll, read government, like fact-based articles, make a decision that's logical and non-emotional and move forward. And we're fighting about things that are changing day to day. And so you're going back and forth on what you should do. Well, maybe in three days, you're not going to have a choice anyway. So I would just say, like, try to simplify things and not make this more complicated than it already is because it's a lot to handle. And so, yeah. and, he, and, and Corey and I, we just did a podcast and um, I guess Wednesday night, the president signed a bill uh, and, you know, so the legislation, it, it does give us hope, at least here in the United States, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's happening in Canada, but uh, for us, salon owners, swing owners, you're able to get uh, tax credits um for not only for for your salon but for your employees so if you have an employee and you need to uh give them 12 weeks off because of the coronavirus or they need to take care of somebody um you can as a small business you know if you need to take out i guess a, a low interest loan you can pay them and you'll be able to recoup that in a tax credit uh for that year so, you know, they're, they're starting to pass these type of laws and, and legislation to try to help us here in, in our industry. And hopefully that'll make um, some of these decisions about closing the salon, um, make those decisions a little bit easier. It takes pressure off you. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, after the, after the, um, after the podcast that we just did, it, it certainly, um, it, it's, it's relieved my, uh, my anxiety about, you know, what are we going to do or how are we going to, how are we going to get through this? Um, well, uh, as a shameless plug, we're actually releasing that podcast this evening. We, um, it's, uh, we, we talked to um, the, uh, uh, the head of government affairs for PBA, and, um, and, and she just kind of went through what the law says, and um, we're going to release that tonight. So if, so if anyone's kind of concerned about that, there'll be, there's yeah. a lot more information. Yeah, it's a lot more information, and, and it, hopefully it, it can clear up some of the, the unknowns that, that we're going to have financially. I mean, you're, we're all going to struggle, but, I mean, there is hope, and, you know, if we, we do have each other and we can try to put out as much information to help each other as we can. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Alicia. I think, you know, we're going to get through this. Well, you know what, that's, that's the whole reality is I think, you know, we just need to make sure we look at those resources, um, check the PBA that does have a lot of uh, source of information. Um, do not cast judgment of others. Again, just like Elizabeth said, there's many different situations and it could be hard when you're a closed salon and you look at others that are open. It takes some time um, to understand how these processes work forward. We all are in this together. Uh, we all will get this. There is a lot of things that are going to come through the shifting and changing of our um, economic state is going to change, which means our customers are going to change. And that's really what this whole thing is about is to not fear, but to just lean into this together and just realize that some of us are handling it at different times. And uh, just make sure you check um, the PBA for that information, reach out to other salon owners, instead of casting any shade, reach out to that salon owner and ask them how they came to that decision. Um, and then have a little bit more of an open mind and a big heart for each other as, as we go through this. Um, yeah. Alicia, if it's okay, I can yeah. share that our salon is in Madison, Wisconsin. This is Katie Whitledge for everybody listening. And we decided to stay open. And, and I'll tell you that the governor came out with a mandate, you know, that no gatherings of, of 10 or more mm -hmm. people. So I got on the phone with our business attorney and I said, can you please 
please review this order for us. In the meantime, I got on a Facebook Live and I said, hey, everybody. And by the way, to preface this, everybody already had a choice. If they did not feel comfortable working, they could let us know and that would never be held against them. No problem. Uh, our team, they love to work. And I, I got on a Facebook Live and said, I want to know immediately who wants to work because actually with this mandate, we're going to make it so there's no more than four stylists in the salon at all times. And we're about 2,500 square feet. So we recreated our schedule. We expanded our hours to open on Sundays, which typically were not. And in the meantime, our attorney got back to us and wrote me a letter to put everybody at ease that we're not in violation. Um, of course, everything's on times a thousand when it comes to sanitation and cleanliness and we're doing our best and, and that's where we're at right now. But we hear the rumor that it could be coming soon that uh, we're not going to, not, nothing's going to happen in Wisconsin and we're all going to be um, subject to quarantine. So we'll see what happens, but I'll just share that that's the way we handled it and definitely sought out our own, um, you know, business attorney and those advisors that we have in our life. Make sure yeah. we're not screwing anything up because I feel like there's no win, right? You can't make a, there's no great thing that could happen in, in a time right now. You just have to do your best. And, and my bigger concern is making sure I wasn't effing anything up. Are we doing anything wrong here? And so that's mm -hmm. just, something I wanted to share. Well, that's about exactly what we did. Well, we have, a, so I have a salon here in Portland, Oregon, um, 18 stylists, but 16 of those are commissioned. I've got two booth rentals. So they're in a separate category. And unfortunately, I, I well, not unfortunately, I actually did a lot of homework and I found a couple of things. There's like some disaster relief programs and there are options for people who are leasing a station. So um, there's a lot of resources out there if you just kind of go down the rabbit hole and start digging a little bit. Um, there's also stuff within each state to state, so that varies, of course. And so since we're not mandated here in Portland, I made the decision to lay off 16 employees. And that was, at first, I had this feeling in my gut that this was the right thing to do and we had to do it. We kind of all decided together. But more importantly, you know, it's like the families, everyone's getting affected by this. There's not, it's nobody singled out. And I think in this situation, it's easy to panic and feel like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the long-term effects of this is that if we don't set plans in motion now to make sure that we're kind of covering ourselves, it's the back end of things. It's not just taking care of our clients and running an effective business. It's also having a plan moving forward because, you know, with the stock market and everything, this is a pendulum that is not swung back the other direction. It's going to take a little while. And if anybody has gone through like 08 and has experienced that before, um, you know, for some of us old schoolers, it, it, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Like the whole lipstick theory, we've talked about that before. Clients are going to come back to us stronger than ever. Everything's going to be fine when it comes back. But for now, not panicking and just doing what's right for our family and being there for our families and for the stylists who who need to be there for their kids, who don't have the coverage to take care of their kids, that sort of thing. Um, that's where we can lean on government support. And obviously in my position, having employees, that made the most sense for, for my business at least. And I discussed it with everyone. I kind of like just got a you know, feel for it and to see how everyone felt about not coming into work anymore. And it didn't sit right with me personally. And I think that's the whole topic of this discussion, right? It's like a personal journey and figuring out if it does feel right for you. And for me, it didn't feel right. And I thought, if it's not right for me, can I ask employees to come in and, and do the same? And because it's their own journey, like I think, was it Nina who was saying it? If somebody was pointing out that it, it's a personalized journey. Oh, Elizabeth, you were talking about that. 
And so for me, I just decided, okay, why don't we just do a vote and decide if we're going to stay open or not? You don't have to be mandated to close down. If you don't feel right with it, it's okay. Lean on the government for support. There's extra resources that are out there. And the biggest piece of it is like, find out what credit cards or your landlord or anybody who's willing to defer you. Like there's mortgage deferments right now, uh, B of A is offering that. So like tons of, of companies on that end, like let's figure out how we can kind of like slow the trickle a little bit, I think is one thing to focus on more. Yeah. Well, and I think like the biggest thing, if you're having anxiety, like you can go, like she said, down the resource rabbit hole, that's the right rabbit hole to go down, not the stories of grocery stores empty. Cause the truth is the grocery stores are not empty. I've just been to them. Like there's so many like different rabbit holes to get caught in. And so stick to your resources, find a plan. Um, and like she said, I started in the industry in 09. And so that was right after 08. And so I was the, I was assisting all those stylists and I've been watching like um, financial things, stock market things, just like doing research. And like statistically, um, after 08, like hairstylists, we were doing fine within six months. Some people felt that differently. This is when balayage got hot and it took the economy. It was a year and a half to get back to normal. That is so, such a short amount of time. And that doesn't mean people were out of work or anything. It just means you had to pivot. You had to make adjustments, right? You did a lot more toners. Um, maybe you did lower maintenance services, but maybe this was getting tipped out to really busy stylists at that time. And I was even reading something the other day that said, um, even after 9-11, I mean, obviously there was panic and all of that, but it took 56 days for like the economy to get back to normal. Um, and so for us in this industry, shit's going to go back. It's going to go back fast. You're going to be super busy. Um, this is a, you know, I read something that said mother nature just sent us all to our fucking room to think about what we've done. Like we haven't been very nice to the planet maybe. And so I, I like love that. I was like, Oh my God, the world is like, sit down, think about it, come back and be better. And you can come out of your room and we're all going to come out of our room. Y'all are going to make a shit ton of money. So you better sleep now and get ready for it because you're going to be busy. And this is a great opportunity to be like, you know what? Maybe I do want to have, you know, more savings next time. Maybe I do want to have insurance. Maybe I do want to get more educated. Maybe I do need a business coach. Maybe I do need community. This is your wake up call and you're going to be fine. Yeah. I would love to like kind of lean into that anyone that's experiencing anxiety here because on both sides there's either anxiety for those that feel judged for staying open and anxiety on the other side for those that have closed that are dealing with the hardship of faced off layoffs and whatnot. Um, so let's kind of go over to Dawn here to talk a little bit about this um, anxiety and, you know, being um, part of the anxious uh, creative podcast. I think one thing Dawn always taught me um, was many things on how to control and understand that. So if Dawn, you want to kind of talk about how do we control anxiety at, at a time like this? Yeah, that's a, I wish I had like a straight up answer that could like fit, fit everybody's situation. And I think the truth is one of the things that I was just thinking as I was hearing everyone's awesome thoughts on this was like so much grace, grace and compassion and empathy for everyone. And the hardest thing that I know I've had to not, not so much in this, um, scenario, but in the past is having that grace and compassion for the people who are being judgmental. That's really hard. Like when you feel, and even if it's not that they're purposely being judgmental, but in high stress situations, people are triggered by so many different things and everyone's stress responses are so different that when you start to feel friction with someone just to try to 
um, like take a step back and be like, okay, we're all freaking the fuck out right now. And it's hard. And so trying to have compassion for the people that you maybe disagree with as well, which is like the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn is to be like, okay, I completely disagree with this person's standpoint. How can I have grace and compassion and empathy for them right now? Because we're all just trying to show up and do our best. Um, but to go to your question, Alicia, I think for anxiety is like, I know for me in the last few days, when I felt like I've, my anxiety started to go up, it's because I'm thinking way too far ahead. And it's like that in between of like, how do we be prepared? And yet how do we not go down the rabbit hole of like, okay, here's one scenario. It could go this way, but here's the other scenario and it could go this way. And I know my brain like spider webs so quickly into like the 20 million different possible ways that it could go. And that's when I'm like, Oh my God, like I can't handle this. And then I like just curl up into the fetal position and sleep on my couch for five hours yesterday. <laughs> right? Like it's, it's, scary when you start to think and for me and I can only speak from my personal experience of like what has helped me with intense anxiety is like sorry and I don't know if you guys can hear that I'm so sorry my dad's working in the other room doing some flooring <laughs> he, he was told he wasn't supposed to be doing that right now um that's how he deals with stress <laughs> so um where was I going with that oh these last few I oh don't know what was I saying sorry <laughs> um do you remember what it yeah, you're just going back in these last few days, like how you were taking it from being on the couch to now you're back into Yeah, so routine is huge for me. So yesterday I wasn't active and my anxiety was a lot higher. And I remember hearing that there's like four pillars to good mental health and it's um, eating well, sleeping well, exercising. And then I remember hearing this one was socializing. And that's like the four, like they called it legs of the table to keep your mental health. And socializing is really hard right now. Um, but trying to keep a routine, which is so hard. Like I went and bought, we went and got groceries yesterday and like bought so much junk food because I'm like, I know I want to emotionally eat. Um, but trying to keep my routine going. And then for me, I know that as soon as I learn the facts on things, that helps ease my anxiety. So this morning I had a meeting with my accountant just to look at the, like the hard facts of numbers and figure out what decisions I should make and what are the smart decisions rather than just kind of being like, well, should I do this? Should I like that? Like should fear is really scary. And I know every, like the financial anxiety is huge is what I'm hearing from my community right now is like, that's people that they keep saying like my decision-making could be so much easier if it wasn't due to the financial anxiety. And that's like such a personal thing. So I don't know if that's helpful or not. I'm just kind of speaking from my experience, but I think like learning the facts, taking really good care of yourself and the silver lining that I keep saying that if it, there can be one is that we're all in this together. And so we're going to walk through this together arm in arm. And now's the time to like get connected with each other, support each other, encourage each other and be open about the fact that we're like, I don't know, I know we want to put a strong front on, but it's scary. And I'll, I don't know if I'm the first one to say it, but it's, it is scary, but we can be together in this. Well, if anyone knows what community is all about, I think Rochelle, this is mm -hmm. a perfect time for you to talk about what you had gone through and that how the community came in and talked with you and like talk us through that. And, you know, for those that are on the front lines now, they're facing this kind of pandemic and they're having this moment. I mean, for you, you couldn't, we, it was almost the same thing that like you couldn't control that that was going to happen. Just like we can't control that this is going to happen. So maybe let's talk a little bit about your story and how you got through it. Sure. So, um, 
a, a little less than three months ago, I got a call at like seven something in the morning that the business next to my salon caught on fire. By the time that I got down there, it was well into my salon. So we just kind of stood there and watched the whole thing burn down. And we walked out of there with nothing. And I mean, I've been in the industry for almost 13 years. So, you know, you spend your entire career waiting for this like one pivotal moment of just like, wow, this is mine. This is what I've earned. This is what I've created. This is what I finally can give to the world in the way that I wanted to give it. And, you know, it gets taken from you, which is probably a very similar feeling as to what everybody else is feeling right now. It's just like, you know, that heartache of, my God, I have to lock my doors until further notice, which is what a lot of us are being told. And I understand the panic and the uncertainty in that. Um, I can't really, I can't tell you how hard it is to feel that. I, I understand the, the, the struggle in that. Um, but what I will say is that there's always tomorrow. And while today may kind of suck, and you know, if it does for you today, I'm, I'm so sorry. You are not alone in those feelings. Um, lean on your neighbor, message, message local, you know, salon owners and ask how they're doing. I know on Instagram, I created a salon owners um, group chat and I just invited probably the most random group of just salon owners that I could possibly think of. And then they added people and there's probably about like 40 or 50 of us in there now. And we're just all just totally shoulder to shoulder in this, which is, it's been such a game changer. So if I can tell you anything from what I've been through, you know, three months later, probably kind of circling back into a similar fashion is just, you know, you have to just find that hope within yourself and you have to know that, you know, what it is right this second isn't permanent. And as much as it seems like, how the heck am I going to get out of this? And trust me, I'm, 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 I'm sitting right next to you feeling the same thing. You will, there, there's, there is no other option. And if you complete, you know, if you continue to reiterate that to yourself, you know, that there is no other option, then there truly is no other option. You know, relief is on its way. And, packages are on its way and you know your team and your guests are going to stick by you and this is just going to be you know a distant memory in no time where we're going to look back and be like damn we were pretty badass we made it out of that no problem you know exactly well honestly we just like have just so, so we've shown us your story your vulnerability the moments you've gone through we all watched your story online and we're heartbroken and and now we have some sense of peace that watching you get those positions back i think if you guys go back to that moment and you see what happened with her and how she built that and processed that got through how community went there that's a small reflection of what we all are going to do um going through this other uh, other end after this um pandemic and so with that kind of being um, said, I kind of want to move things to um, to over to some uh, more like tips and tricks onto how socially we can, you know, we have social distancing. Um, but right now I would love my Miss Olivia to talk about some fun things on social. How do we, you know, you know, obviously we're not posting pictures of hair as much. Like what are some ways we can pivot our platforms and use it um, to have fun and, and to, to spread light in this time? Thank you. I, for me right now, I am, have always been a more logical thinker rather than like an emotional thinker. And I'm also very forward thinking. So what's going on like in the current mindset right now, like I'm there, but I'm like, okay, well, what about like two weeks from now? Like what about three weeks from now? Because we're going to start to see that trickle effect 
Um, a lot of people are home right now, and I think it is such a beautiful time for us to really take a step back and kind of like work on ourselves. Um, I've probably spoken over to like thousands, thousands, thousands of hairstylists like all over the United States and like the world about social media. And the one thing that they've always said is I don't have time. And I, it's funny because I do travel every single weekend and, and I have been, you know, victim of saying, I don't have time. I'm home. Like I'm home right now. And I'm so happy to like be around my husband right now, like my animals. And it's making me realize that I need to start shifting things to a more positive light rather than just kind of what I've been doing. So like on my social media right now, I've just been kind of giving advice and being there for other people as a lot of the people on the panel are right now. But also too, like they say 50% of the reason why people come and sit in our chair at the salon is because of us. Well, that's the same thing with social media. Like 50% of the reason why people are following you is to learn about you. So like maybe this time around, like you can just start talking more about like your personal life and like things that you're doing at home to like keep your kids occupied, um, maybe to keep your husband occupied or like maybe some like cooking recipes, something that's just a little outside of like the normal content that's kind of currently happening. Um, I think it's also just gonna help to build like online relationships and getting people to really like know you you and follow you and want to have a beautiful distraction. Everybody's looking for a beautiful distraction right now. I think we're so encompassed by everything that's on the news and kind of what we're seeing. So pivoting our content right now, I think is going to be like a huge thing. Now on top of that, we also, as I had mentioned, we're kind of like looking at ourselves. We're kind of looking internally right now. I think it would be such a great idea to just start figuring out like a rebrand for yourself. Like how am I going to come back better than ever, right? So there's a few little tips that I have. I actually, um, I love Pinterest. That's where I get a lot of like my mood brand, uh, my mood board branding from. And that's where I've kind of figured out what my colors are, like what I like to do. It's kind of like, think of it like as a, you know, people do a lot of coloring books. Well, you're actually making like a digital mood board. Share it with your friends, share it with the people that you're working with. Um, and I would also just figure out how, what you're doing, how you can actually make it digital. So reach out to your clients and say, Hey, listen, I'm here for you. If you want to set up like a FaceTime of me showing you how to do your hair, like let's do that. Anything that you can do to help distract and add value to your clients would be massive right now. So I think that yes, we kind of are in this like, okay, how much longer am I not going to work for? Like, we have to figure out, like, how can I keep my clients right now? Because clients are also the ones that are going to start looking around at other things, you know, their nails, their hair, their lashes, whatever that may be. So first and foremost, like, we need to provide that value to them and show them how much we care for them and how much we love for them. And we're here for them right now to make sure that they realize, wow, like, Olivia could be doing a million other things right now, but here she is like talking to me. So good distractions, positive light, working on ourselves, but also adding value to our clients right now. I absolutely love that, that beautiful distraction. I think we can all take light on that and we're all going to lean into that. And I think one of those, um, you know, pivoting your, your social content and how your strategies are, are, are super uplifting. And I think, you know, Missy, this would be a good time for you because you're the meme queen. 
Um, I didn't say mean, I said mean queen. Um, <laughs> but you know, what are you going to do for, for that? And then also too, I just want to say that a lot of people look um, at you and, and the life you live is very similar to many millions of people around. So um, maybe just take some time to spread light um, on, on your actions in the next little bit. Yeah, I mean, the memes are definitely something that it's, it's, they're never anything that I plan out. Like, it's just, it has to be in the moment and something I'm feeling. And I think, um, you know, that so those I'm sure will probably be keep, keep on coming because I'm feeling lots of feelings right now, which I'm sure everyone is. And um, yeah, I, I feel like I just stepped into a whole new space in so many different areas. This this online education space is new within the past 18 months. My salon's only been open for four months. And so there's a lot of, of new things going on right now. And if I'm being honest, I, um, I think just being transparent, not in a barfing all over people way where it's just like coming on and just like, this is everything happening. Nobody wants to feel like that. But um, the best I can do right now is just to be transparent um, in, in every way. So um, with whoever I'm speaking to, you know, through Instagram, my plan is to continue being transparent um, because that's just that that's just how I, I resonate. I resonate with that type of person. So I, I expect people who relate to that to resonate with that as well. And then um, also with, with my staff, just being very transparent with what I'm going through, um, just trying to, to hold up what I can together for them. Um, and then, so I have like a split I have a split um, sort of setup where I have W2 employees and I have contracted booth runners. So the decision to stay open or close, that was a very confusing one. I had to enlist um, help, like all of the things. And um, I just go back to, I think just everybody, like Olivia was saying, I think we've all been saying it's the resounding theme. You have to be able to look inward. Um, and, and if you can look inward right now and turn off the distraction of what the salon down the road is and what maybe even your favorite influencer is saying and really look inward, you are never, ever, ever, ever going to make a decision that pleases everybody. You're not, it doesn't exist. And if you continue to try to go after that, you're going to burn out, crash and burn. And like, someone's going to have to dig you out of a hole. And, and I started calling it for me and this is translated into everything. I call it ethical business practices, which is basically like we can have a handbook of things that might make you succeed in business and a way to present yourself on Instagram that might put the best foot forward or the way to treat your clients that might. But the bottom line is it has to be something that when you go to bed at night, when you put your head on the pillow, it feels right to you. And you can, you can, if you die tomorrow, you could say, I feel good about how I handled that. And that's exactly how I plan on going forward with how I present myself socially, um, how I, I treat my clients, how I'm running my salon. And, and that's just sort of where I'm at. <laughs> Absolutely. Um... I kind of want to take that into my podcasters. Um, there are several podcasters that are on here right now. And, you know, it's, it, this is going to be hard, but it's not impossible. That's the quote we have to look at. It's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. And if there's ever the best comeback we've ever seen, dig into all these podcasters because they have the entire stories behind every single struggle and hardship and how they became more successful. And I'm sure all of you guys are kind of, um, you know, pivoting your messaging now about like how we can get through these things, but we need to like 
understand that 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 is there that value is really there so with hair industry and um our hair love radios you know our no uh, one no stylist left behinds are um beyond the techniques every single one of you guys um thank you so much for providing the value and in this time go for a walk listen to a podcast let's lean into each other and like we have the knowledge the knowledge is there where we need to head now is we need to have head put our heads into financial and business literacy right now this is where we need to go so when we talk about that business and we talk about the financial literacy we need to learn how to build the solidest solidest foundation we've ever done before and what that takes is taking time for joy. Joy is the most important thing. So make sure you have a joyful mind. Um, go for walks, spend some time with family. Do not make any decisions when you're extremely emotional, just like Elizabeth said. Right now, just have some time, come back. And then when you build that foundation, lean into these business coaches. This is our opportunity right now. And this is how, this is how ironic this, our entire industry needed this to happen. So as hard as this is, we have a reset button where we're gonna come back so much stronger together. Yes, it is unknown. We aren't sure exactly the customer journey. We don't know if they're gonna be booking those balayages. We don't know if they're gonna be doing that. They may pivot on what their services are. We may not be as trend focused. We may be more on a necessary basis. But all I know is that you guys are looking at the industry's best and you're looking at people that are being innovative. They're being creative. They're looking at it at that long term and they're there with you. So I'd like to take some time now to just go um, through each person um, and just final thoughts from each of you guys as to what you want to say. And then we are going to open this up for some um, questions from our participants and then we will end this beautiful webinar. I don't want to because it's so good, um, but we will definitely go through that. So um, let's go ahead and we are going to start off with Katie. Well, hey, everybody, if I may, one of my favorite verses is Romans 12, 12 that says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So for those of you who needed that, I just want to put that out there. What do we do right now? And what are the creative ways that we can create revenue streams? Number one, uh, which I love Tom Kuhn, who just joined me on a podcast yesterday, is cut the fat, not the muscle. So if you're into financial um, literacy and you want to learn some common sense financial practices, I recommend Keith Cunningham. You can read everything he's done online. And he always says, you never want to cut money on things that help you get and keep clients. So in my opinion, right now is your opportunity to sell sales and marketing, generate leads, get in front of people socially, offer them awesome deals, maybe a luxury version of a Groupon where they buy $200 now and you're gonna give them a $100 shopping pass in Q4. Okay, great, because then it doesn't affect their ability to buy their family holiday gifts. They'll have $100 towards their salon services. Work with partners in your area. I have a new uh, pro salon franchise that's opening up next door to, that, to us. They haven't opened yet. It's non-toxic nails, super cool. They've donated unlimited amounts of signature manicures to us. These are $35 value manicures. We're gonna sell gift cards. And when they buy the gift card, they get this free manicure signature. And she's just donating that. So there's so much you can do uh, on, online right now. I would focus on cutting the fat, not the muscle. So look at your P&L and decide what helps me get and keep clients. I would also look at what helps you get and keep and retain talent. So take a look at that, cut the fat. 
And then I would focus on anything that helps you with sales and marketing. You can do it now. You can do it creative. Reach out by phone, get on Google Hangouts with people and just keep your team engaged with your brand and keep the positive. As leaders, it's up to us to make sure that we give them hope and we keep ourselves level-headed in times like this. And so that's my, my last call to action for everybody. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for your comments today. And as we move on to the next one, um, I'd love to hear this from another salon owner, Ambrosia. What are some of your final thoughts? Um, first of all, I had to unmute myself. <laughs> Took me a moment. Sorry. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say, but I'm going to try to sum this up the easiest way that I can. Um, financial things for me, I, I really want to just kind of go back to that a little bit because um, I've gone through like some really, really hard financial times when I was younger, started as a teen mom, single mom, doing all the things, just trying to like build something while still putting food on the table. And I think uh, just really reaching out to like credit card companies. I mean, I just want to emphasize this one more time. Credit card companies, your mortgage lender, um, your landlord for your salon, and uh, just try to see if you can get deferments or um, get that interest completely knocked out. A lot of people are doing that now. Um, if your salon's still open, we are actually uh, putting together packages for clients. And we have one girl that comes into the salon and we just open it for literally two hours that she can drop. It's like a curbside uh, pickup for products. That way we are able to still offer retail to our clients. Um, we have talked about maybe just offering like glosses for clients and we have extra bottles and they can pick it up and if they want to refill with it for now, we're doing that because we can, um, you know, it's just a nice way for somebody to just feel good about themselves. It's small, but it's something that still ties them back into the relationship with us. Um, so financial side, I think maybe just try to see how you can keep doing that on the other end of financials though. Um, Kind of like what Katie was saying, you know, really try to get your resources together because we have such an amazing community. I have one girl I'm working with right now. We're going to put a resource guide together for free. Um, my online coaching program is starting. Well, I have to do my one-on-one -on -one coaching right now, but then I'm going to launch my online coaching program and in April. So that's really exciting because it gives me time to focus on that. So there's something that you feel that you can really offer for your clients specifically put that together and start offering that to them. You can do it in so many ways these days. I mean, there's so many ways to offer. It doesn't just have to be on Instagram. You can create covers and put it on Pinterest. You can link it back to your website. So look into ways of doing that as well. Um, storyboarding has always been really huge for me. I do a storyboard every single year. My family and I are going to get together. We're going to rip open magazines and we're going to create huge storyboards. Every time I've done one, it sometimes it takes a couple of years, but every single time I do one, it magically starts to happen. It just kind of manifests itself and it feels good. So try doing that at home as well. Um, and one last thing, I think this is one of my favorite quotes that's kind of running around. This isn't my quote or anything, but um, it's, and I'm going to screw it up, but, <laughs> but it's, it's basically this horse that's in the fog and you can't see anything around you. The fog is so thick and you can't see anything. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. But the one thing, if you look down, you can see your feet, just take one foot in front of the other, one step at a time, and you will finally get there. But it's just, it's so easy to focus on like what you can't see 
Like focus on what you can. And we all say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Whenever you ask somebody, what are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. How are you? I'm busy. I'm so busy. <laughs> like nobody has ever said like, God, I'm so not busy. I'm bored of my time. I wish I could do all these things. You know, we all wish we had more time and now we have it. So it's like, use that time. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'll mute myself back. I just thank you for that. Um, Nina, Miss Nina, last thoughts. So I had, there were a couple things that I wanted to talk about and I love everything else that Katie and, and Ambrosia mentioned is so imperative at this time. I always feel like it's best to make decisions based on facts. I think Elizabeth was talking about that. And the only way that you can do that is to set a plan of action in place. So in terms of whether you're a suite owner, renter, business owner with a team, um, I always feel it's best to look at your financials as a whole and understand that the dynamics of that are going to change right now, but coming up with a plan and one of the biggest things that you can create for a plan, and I was talking about this with, on the podcast with Jay, was coming up and understanding with you, what your new break-even number is in your business. So your break-even number obviously is just going, it's Every, all of your expenses and everything that you need to cover just to pay your bills, right? So you're going to have that for the salon. And then you're also going to have that for your personal bills as well, because you're still running a business at home, paying your mortgage in your car. So your break even number is going to change in the next couple months, two, three, four months. We don't know, but knowing that, okay, if I, you know, people may come back um, they have people who are, you know, cutting schedules or working lighter or whatever that may be. If you're cutting down on your expenses, you're cutting back on things that you have that you don't need right now, like all of the subscriptions and all the apps, Hulu, Netflix, all these things that we're carrying that we don't need, um, your break-even number is going to change. So understanding and knowing and and literally lining it up where, okay, this is my new break-even number per month. This is what I have to bring in every week. This is what I have to bring in every day. Now you know what you're walking into and you can set your plan in place for that. So it's just being very specific on what that looks like for you. So you're not wondering like, oh my God, how am I going to pay all these bills? What am I going to do? What am I? Let's write it out so you become very clear. Also, I wanted to talk about the communication side with, the, um, with your clients because a lot of the talk was, how do I stay in communication with my clients so they don't leave me or go somewhere else You know, when we reopen? I think it's very important like with uh, Olivia, what she was mentioning is add value, but also use your email marketing campaigns because we know, and obviously the, the open rate is a lot higher with an email marketing campaign as it is to what you're reaching on your social media platform. Um, use both, of course, but use your email marketing campaigns to stay in front of your guests while you're closed, whether you're educating them, giving them a tutorial, something to work on, offering you know retail products, curbside, whatever you're doing in your business, stay in front of your guests and more than anything, let them know how much you appreciate and value, value them for supporting you during this difficult time. So I think it's clear communication with your team also, clear communication with your guests, and knowing what your plan of action is and what that break-even number is for you as you're moving into the new normal of what this is going to look like in the next couple months so you feel secure and confident when you open up again in what is expected of you and your team or of yourself every single day. So that's pretty much what I wanted to add. And I also want to add this to what Dawn was saying about anxiety. Um, silence is the new clap back. 
I did a post about this a few months ago. People are getting so consumed with what other people are doing. Root touch-ups, kits at home, this, that. What should I post? Am I doing curbside? Stay in your lane and focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about responding to everybody else's comments about what you're doing. Stay in your lane, stay focused, and do what you do best for your team and for your guests. And that is, I believe that's the truth. Like we can't be so consumed with what everybody else is doing right now. So that's all that I have to add. Oh my goodness. Like, yes, I love this. Um, Thank you. This is so powerful, you guys. You know, um, I have to go to my boys. I have to head over now to to the hair industry boys, Tony and Corey. Um, I, you know, final thoughts here um, as we are wrapping these things up. Uh, well, first off, Alicia, thank you very much for putting this together, and thank you for uh, inviting us in this uh, in this incredibly powerful room. Um, we feel a little bit like the little brothers in here. Um, Always. You know, I mean, just. Or the old uncle. Or the old uncle. <laughs> um, as far as, uh, you know, what to do in your downtime, I mean, what a perfect opportunity to really, uh, to, to master whatever you, you've been wanting to master. You know, I, I, I kind of think that our industry has been prepping for this for the last five years with as much online uh, video education that there is. Like, what a great opportunity to sit down and, uh, you know, everyone has a mannequin in their basement, I'm sure, but, 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 to, but to teach yourself like a new technique or to, or, or to, or to teach yourself, even, even if it's a business um, uh, course that you want to take, I mean, what a great time to just, now you have the time, right? You, you, you have the time um, to do this. So you yeah, sharpen know, all your tools. That's it. Sharpen your tools because you're going you're gonna to need them. Like everyone was saying, you know, we're going to be in a new economy and, and, and the way that we market ourselves should be bigger, better, brighter. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that that's kind of, that's, we were, we were just uh, here discussing it. I mean, I think that that's kind of, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to, to, to better your best or be your best. Plug um, in everywhere you can. I love that. Well, absolutely. I you know, so whether you're, you know, again, whether you're a salon owner, whether you're a W2 employee, whether you're a, wherever you are on the hierarchy of our careers, like, uh, you know, wherever you are, this is your opportunity to be better. Oh, that's so true. I honestly appreciate everything um, that you just said. And I, I think, you know, it sheds light that, again, all of us have our own stories and our own perspectives, but we are uniting. And I thank you for your perspective as we go through this. And, um, you know, when we talk about that community and we talk about marketing, um, one of the, the people in my life that has built one of the strongest communities I've seen is Elizabeth Fay. Um, and I just wanted to kind of spread some light, um, light confetti. Yes, I had to throw that in there. Um, but I wanted to throw that over to you, my girl, because I think one thing you did was help me stay sane through this and focus in on marketing and focus in on community and focus in on joy and stop hitting too much of that pause button. So if you can have some final thoughts here, that would be great for us. Yes. I mean, oh my God, our motto is spread light and love like confetti. And I'm like, oh shit, we got <laughs> that's, that's a tall order right now. Um, but luckily the hair industry has, you know, the best community there is. Oh, so, so many really great people, so many good thoughts. So, um, I think like the first thing is take what you need from this. Everyone is in a different situation, um, from new stylists to busy stylists to educators, salon owners. So you're all going to need different things for you. That might look like more rest and more self-care for you. That might be, there might be some hustle and grind you wanted to do. And just like, know for yourself, like, 
this gift of time, you get to do whatever the fuck you need with it. And that doesn't get to be what I need. That's what you need. And so don't get overwhelmed by what that looks like. Like you heard from the best people, do it the way that works for you. And I love that analogy. Um, Ambrosia talks about going into the fog. And if you've seen Forrest Gump, there's the shrimp boat, right? And all the motherfuckers paused. And they're like, oh, we're not going to go. There's a big storm. There's a big storm. And this, I'm not saying to keep going business, but I mean, keep going forward with positivity that things are going to get better, right? And he goes into the fog. The only shrimp boat goes into the fog. And I keep telling myself this. I'm like, hair love, we're going into the fog. We're, we're going forward. We're going to be positive. We're going to pivot. We're going to get fucking creative. And then when the fog settles and the storm passes, that motherfucker's the busiest one because he was positive and he tried and he kept going and he's selling all that type of shrimp. And so I just really think that applies to you guys right now. Like you're heading into the storm, face it, it's going to be okay. And with that, I mean, I got like notes happening on my airport passes because I'm clearly not flying right now. So, (laughs) and so, you know, as you're moving forward, this is going to look different for everybody. Do what you need, take what you need from this. Do not make decisions when you are emotional. You're going to have days where the world is ending. Like the day we decided to close Hair Love, I went to hell and back into the depths of my soul. And then I came back anew, right? That was not a great time to make a decision. That was a time to go to hell and back, feel my feelings and come back. Um, Information, like so many of these great people said, information is what is going to calm your anxiety. Anxiety lives in the future. What the fuck's going to happen? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? come back to present once you've come back and you've managed that information. And um, when she was talking about cutting the fat, not the muscle, cut the things you don't need to buy. Do not cut out the things that are your lifelines. Don't cut out your therapist. Don't cut out education. Don't cut out self-care. Don't cut out, you know what I mean? Paying for the parts of your business you should invest in that you need those tools maybe cut out, you know, eating out if you're still able to do that and like make more top ramen or defer your mortgage if there's no interest and keep paying for the stuff that's going to help you become better and stronger and coming back in. And so I think that's really crucial is don't make those decisions of cutting shit out out of fear. Um, Really make that in a informed place. And so I loved what Nina said. um, A few others about the budget. That's huge. Figure out what that is for you. And then my last thing is just you know, we want to have control. We want to have control of what's going to happen. You don't have control. No one has control. I don't have control. And so this for me is such a um, learning experience of not having control, but I do get to choose how I take care of myself, my self-care and the information I have. And I love um, one of my friends who's a manifestation coach. She talks about gathering all the information you can and having a plan, but then you just have to be positive And the how this is all going to get better is none of our fucking business. We don't know. So you don't worry about the how. You're just going to worry about what you can do. And so I love that. Don't worry about how. How is Corona going to go away? I don't know. Like we're working on it, right? Everyone's doing things. And so, um, yeah, I'll just leave you guys with with that. And we're going to be okay. Just hang in there. Call each other. DM me. DM these people. And you are the shrimp boat. Keep on going. (laughs) (laughs) Yes insert claps for all that um obviously in lieu of time we are running into a position where we have cut into some time with people and i know that people have others to do and we have a lot of things to get through so with everybody else on the panel um i hope with all respect i'm just going to open it up now to some questions and go from there i also want to say that i also forgot about the anxious creative podcast 
I said everybody else's, but I forgot yours. So just, and if I left out anybody else's podcast, just let me know. But anyways, um, let's move on forward to any questions. Um, I know Kim, my girl, Kim, um, if she can uh, let us know if there's any questions, um, we can go from there. Hi, all. I'm actually going to talk instead of typing. It's taking too long. <laughs> uh, so we did have a question come in um, from Cheryl. So um, Cheryl is wondering, um, what do you think about having teams collect unemployment? Um, they unfortunately had to close voluntarily this past Wednesday. Um, just know you have our support with that as well, too, Cheryl. Uh, now our city said we cannot open until April 6th right now. So she's just wondering um, if anyone has insight about uh, teams collecting unemployment over here in Canada EI. Is this just in Canada, the question? Uh, this one was from the States. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, you can actually do temporary, um, a temporary layoff. And what that does is it allows all employees to file um, that temporary unemployment. It's just on like their city.gov. And you can go through the prompts, ask all the questions. The only thing that the salon owner needs to do is just type out a formal letter that puts the date of termination. And it's, it sounds bad. It's not really a termination. It's just, it's just kind of like getting through the, you just have to have that for your, um, you know, the, what am I trying to say? Just the, 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 whatever. So the formality the of it, really. The formality, the logistics yeah. of it. So yeah, it, you just have to have the, the date of end and then the expected date back and you can do that for 30 days. So 30 days, you don't have to actively seek employment. Um, you can receive checks and that depends on how much you make. It does cap out at a certain amount, but um, you know, that's income coming in from the government. So yeah, absolutely, you can file unemployment for the 30 days until you have to actively seek employment and then you're put into normal, the, the, a different bracket basically. And then also for our Canadians that are watching, I can respond for you. Um, there are two relief funds that are set in place. So a traditional layoff will put you into EI. If you haven't worked for 52 weeks with the company, no worries. There is also another relief that helps with people who are um, self-employed and are in that state of an emergency that they haven't worked for the 52 weeks. So you are entitled to EI that will get you, you know, somewhere is around that 55% of your wage. Um, get in line right, right away so that you can get access to that. Um, and then for those in the uh, disaster relief, um, for the entrepreneurs out there, for the self-employment, um, there is a fund for you. So there is money for every single one. Um, just get that layoff and go ahead and apply for that today. Thank you both for answering that. Um, just to follow up, I had one and I think Missy touched on it here in the chat as well too, just to follow up onto that. Um, Tiffany's wondering if unemployment financially affects the salon owner, if you guys know this. It, I know that it does what I was asked. It definitely does. Like you will, the salon owner will have, it's not the full amount, but it will go towards what you're already paying in your, um, basically like when you run your payroll, you're already paying towards that. However, what I don't know, and Nina, I was wondering if maybe you knew this, if you're within that 30 day window, if there is a penalty to the owner. I'm not sure what you mean What if they're in that 30 day window. So when Ambrosia said you have the 30 days to not have to seek unemployment, if they revoke and stop collecting unemployment within that 30 day window in this like financial stimulus pet, like if, if the owner will not have the 
the fees? So that's actually a really good question. And what I've been, cause I've been in my salon owners group and um, answering questions and because this is mandated state by state, it's actually best. And what I really do um, encourage everybody to do is look up your state and your unemployment benefits, because there are also states that have to file the employee employer has to file a furlough or fill out a form ahead of time. And some states don't have to do that. So I'm not sure if they're waiving that really you're affected in terms of the percentage that you pay in when you're running your payroll, that percentage may increase slightly, um, but it's nothing that's going to be horrendous, right? In times like this, obviously we want to take care of our teams, um, but I always think it's best. And it's so hard because from state to state, it's so different. Like people in Boston, they don't have to fill out a form and somebody in Connecticut has to. Um, so it's always best to just look at your state unemployment benefits and see what the legalities are, see what your benefits are going to be, um, and then kind of take it from there. But I, I do believe that, yes, most people in this state and crisis should be able to file unemployment as a W-2 em employee. Yes, for sure. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't really know about the whole 30-day thing, but it will help you once you go on your um, gov page, it will help you in your state. I think at this point with anything tax related or any kind of layoffs, all that stuff, I would strongly suggest to hit to the facts with the people who are setting it. Um, for those that have gone through it, um, reach out to those that have gone and proceeded and done this. Um, it's really important to stop the distraction and focus on facts and focus on what works for your state or your province, uh, wherever you're at, just make sure you get the right resources and, and zone in so you're not filled with distractions. Um, let's uh, move on to another question. All right, I have a few coming in here. Um, so I have one here from Missy. She is curious if any of you have thoughts, opinions um, about booth rental suite salons, if they should be charging rent, if the state mandates a closure. I mean, I can tell you what I'm doing, if you want to know. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I am not getting, um, a break on, on my rent from my landlord as of right now. So I really have set my girls up that they truly are running their own businesses when you sign up to be a booth renter. And so therefore, ideally, I've helped coach them and they've been able to stockpile away just like I've had to do for my personal business. Now, with that being said, that's why transparency is so important. And as an owner, I think that you need to be a comfortable place for people to come to you. So on a case by case basis, if I have someone that is going to be unable to fulfill their weekly rent, just like Ambrosia was saying, just like you would reach out to a creditor, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. And that will be a case by case basis. But as a business owner, I signed a lease, I'm still due my rent to the building. And therefore, that's sort of what you take on when you get to take 100% of the money home when you do the hair, you're taking on that right. responsibility as a business owner. That's just personally how I'm treating it. I love that's exactly that. what we're doing. I've been working, I, I actually was talking with a friend of mine that owns a salon and she, she's been worried about what to, how to handle it. And my advice to her is to reach out to her land, landlord and to word it to every person that is doing booth rental under her roof, just to say, 
let's check with our landlord and see what they're able to do. Like it has to be like a we and a let's and it's like it, that verbiage looks very different rather than you calling the shots. Because I think sometimes people forget, they're like, oh, that's right. You know, we're, we're actually all sharing this. We're all under the same umbrella yeah. together. Um, so being able to word that more effectively as a salon owner, that was the advice I gave to her. And then as far as the booth renters, it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, it never hurts to ask. But um, a side note that some advice I actually got from my um, business coach is during these times, we, if we really truly are in this together, like we're saying, I think it's so important to keep in mind that everyone's going to kind of suffer a little bit. And so as a grace on my end, I, you know, we decided, okay, we're going to offer a little bit to everyone just so that we can all, you know, it's just, everyone's kind of suffering just a little bit. So like the booth renters, if you can knock, you know, one to two weeks off or, you know, give them a special rate or something for now, um, work with your landlord and see what you can do. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like one person's not going to be more ahead than the other. Everyone's kind of in this together. And so if we handle it that way, running a business, then it feels less overwhelming and feels less like it's up to you to decide. It's not anyone's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the, the only best thing is to just be communicative as best as you can uh treat your situation different than others uh mm -hmm. this is not a follow the leader moment this is what is my signature moment and what does the government or what is in place to give the best course of action and then we execute a plan be as communicative and transparent as you ever have been before whether you're a landlord landlord a salon owner an industry leader you have to be open and honest about everything so that it allows those that can see that can understand what is going to be best for them as they move forward yeah i agree and i think with that whole rental thing that's that's personal as well like every i have friends with 35 stylists in their salon they would they have $8,000 due on their rent with a huge loan. They wouldn't be able to feed their kids if their renters stopped. Um, every business is so different. We're doing the same. We are still charging rent, but my girls know, hey, if anything's dire, like you fucking call me. And they know that. And we're having education throughout this time, like digitally, like we're going to come together as a team. What can we practice on? Like we're making it as good as we can. And if things go on for an outrageous amount of time, like we'll readjust. We'll look. This changes. So. I was just going to say, like, I reached out to my landlords for my salon today and they came back with like a very scripted and cold response, which was really disheartening. Just being like, if you don't pay your rent, we'll send you collections. And it was like, oh, cause I know. And like the whole, like, we all, we all have to, like I, what everyone's saying is like, everyone has to pay somebody. And <clears throat> one of my thoughts lately has been like, how can we trickle down generosity as much as we can while also taking care of ourselves? And that's like the, yeah. there's like no answer, which is like the hardest thing. But I just am so impressed with everyone on the panel with how well everyone's dealing with it. And I think, yeah, like the open communication and, and doing stuff. And I know a lot of people pleasers want to like give so much, but how do you also like take care of yourself at the same time? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And it just depends on your situation, you know, and how long it goes on. And I think that's like everyone says, just communication. It's always changing. We're all in it. We yeah. figured out. Totally. So I think at this time we have time for one more question and then we'll close this as well. Um, before we have that one question, I just wanted to take time to again, say thank you to everyone that was, um, on here as our participants today and those that will watch this later. Uh, we will be in, in 
touch. We will be there as coaches, leaders, um, anything we can do to help. I know everyone stands with me on this. We're here to help make sure everyone's in good spirits and that we can get through um, the next steps. Um, and most importantly, if there is a specific question you have, please, we will get back to you. I'll, I'll send the question list to every panelist so that they can get back to you on specific questions um, if you have. So let's go ahead, Kim, with one final question and then we will be done for our session today. Awesome. Um, thank you all too for being on this panel as well too from my perspective. Um, so our last question is from Bree and Bree uh, wants to know how can we, especially in this age of social distancing, uh, how can we support our beauty community on Instagram? I have a good one for that. Um, right now, because I am in forward thinking, I love the whole stylist supporting stylist that is going on right now. And I think how we are going to support our clients is through, again, adding value. But I would also say moving forward, when we do finally get back into the salon, please make sure like if there's nail techs or facialists or anybody that you're referring your clients to those people to keep them inside of the salon. You want the salon to keep thriving. And that is like my biggest advice. Um, just online right now, again, you know, we're asking our clients to, hey, would you, you know, are you moving your appointments around? Like that is the biggest issue right now. All of you guys can agree, right? The biggest issue right now is moving everybody around. So just be very kind, be very cautious of what dates you're giving them. And because we don't really know, so we don't want to back ourselves up. I always tell my clients, make sure that you're looking at my Instagram stories, you're looking at my Facebook page to be constantly updated on kind of what I'm doing. And that right now is a part of everything. There was one thing I was actually looking up online and it was you know like the seven signs of grieving and kind of assessing where we're at right now because it says the first is shock and denial pain and guilt anger and then it turns into reflection and the upward turn and reconstruction and working through it and then comes acceptance and hope and i think like at the end of this you kind of have to figure out where you are right now and know that there is something coming and that acceptance and that hope and just supporting your other people online just like what we're doing right now it's just continuing the conversation after this and being bored is not a bad thing because being bored is where creativity is born and that's what we need to keep inside of our minds and just be very careful of your words if somebody asks you how you are don't bring this up say to them you know what I'm appreciating this time that I can self-reflect because the more that we are negative with our words towards other people it's just gonna keep breeding that and after a while people are gonna be black sheeping you if you are so negative so to just be a positive light you're gonna attract that positive light as well so that's my answer to that Wow. Olivia, I love your answer and I'm so excited by what you just said that I wrote down a Be Inspired Salon, the community for our beloved guests because we're all in these Facebook groups. Why won't we just start up a Facebook group for all the guests that come to our salon and make yep. it all about daily inspiration, daily deals, beauty, conversation? That is brilliant. Thank you for sharing what you shared.
Olivia, that was extremely powerful. I know we all felt that. We could feel the energy through the screen in our houses um, and, and wherever we are today. Uh, wherever you are today, participants and those that watch this later, thank you so much for supporting us in this time. Um, we are now going to wrap things up. And I just, again, want to say thank you so much for your time today. Um, from those that are watching this and for those that have uh, been the panelists today. Your voice matters so much more. Your industry loves you. And thank you so much for uh, giving your insight and being a part of this conversation. And um, together we talk. Together we have a message and we are going to be strong. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through this together. Thank you so much for your time. And again, um, if you have any uh, extra questions, I will send it to the team. Um, all these panelists will get back to you. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for, for this and for today.